1: ladies and gentlemen to another after show for falling skies here at after buzz tv we're doing
2: hatchlings
1: season five episode three <laughs>
2: we're doing hatchlings
1: we're doing hatchlings <laughs> um so a lot to discuss i'm joined alongside uh lauren Legrasso.
2: that's true that is my name and you can find me on instagram and twitter at logro and facebook.com slash lauren lagrasso
1: and uh, I'm your host, Phil Svitek. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. If this is your first time to the show, because you found us some way, uh, welcome. Subscribe, rate, comment. For those of you returning, welcome back. You guys have, uh, it's the last season, a lot of stuff going on, and it only furthers today. Today was uh, very much a down episode.
2: Yeah, but- uh, I almost shed a tear. Came close, but then I didn't have that emotional release. <laughs> How did you feel about it, Phil?
1: Uh, <laughs> you know, um,. We got we got a couple of pick me ups early on. It was yeah. good, and, and then we just went for a roller coaster ride. Uh, you know, from there, and it, it wasn't so good. And it set up a lot of things that are going to come to a head. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but let's start with you know a scene that was simple, but it had a lot of uh, symbolism and foreshadowing. The scene with Matt and uh, who we're going to call his girlfriend. Yes. So, um, your thoughts on the scene, because you, you took some extensive notes on this one.
2: I, I did take extensive notes. Oh, I just took notes on that one and said the list, because that's what we're talking about, right? The list, Yeah, yes. the list. Okay.
1: The list of stuff to keep and the list of stuff to not keep when the world is... is uh,
2: coming back to life, to yes. normal. Um, I was upset that they're going to take pickled things off the list, because I personally love pickled items of many sorts. That was upsetting to me. Um, Chocolate-covered things sounds good. Um, But symbolically, uh, the part where they mentioned death was very sad. Not really symbolically, just like it's what it is.
1: Yeah, because it was, you know, because he asked her, what would you take away, what would you keep? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, everything you just mentioned, that was kind of more of the silly side of the list. But, yeah, I mean, uh, it was very much you know take away death keep family because you know her family was obviously taken mm-hmm. away and then as the episode went on um obviously it tied in, in, into more of Sarah was going to die yeah and they were talking <laughs> you're about you're
2: going to die Sarah
1: And uh, well, because they were talking about family and starting a family and they want, you know, so it just it just worked against it. Um, But it's such
2: a tender moment, too.
1: It was. But, you know, obviously, while it connects very directly with them, I don't want to just get into Sarah and Pope fully yet fully because we I I do want to talk about them. Um, But Matt and, and, you know, girl and his girl. (laughs) Um, What
2: about the part with. The weapons. I thought that was interesting to keep weapons that kill the aliens and take away weapons that kill humans. Yeah, it's one of those things,
1: you know. um, Again, it's part of it. What's nice is that it's being told through kids' eyes, Mm -hmm. and uh, and for the most part, Matt doesn't really know the world when it has not been like this. He's only, Mm -hmm. you know, he's only heard of the greatness of what can be, but. You know, how many times have we seen, whether a TV show or a movie where, you know, someone goes back in to learn about the human race and it's like, it's pretty grim even when we're not fighting aliens. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this whole list, uh, that that's what's going to be most interesting of where we kind of end up, you know, because, cause, uh, you know, you you could reset humanity. The, the, the whole point of any of these sci-fi things is like, okay, where does humanity ultimately stand? Are they good? Mm. Are they evil? Yes. Uh, you know, right now they're kind of coming together. But now they're also coming apart on their own. Uh, Anthony, uh, in the you know, yeah. we'll talk about a lot more of that. We'll talk about Pope and how that's going to affect it. But, you know, it, everyone kind of has to agree. And the problem is that everyone's experiences, even just in this war, Is going to be viewed upon so differently, Mm -hmm. Um, and and so what? How that how this war affects them is how they're going to come out of it. And if they disagree on many things, then this list is going to be hard to maintain. And uh, you know, smaller groups are easier to upkeep versus now we're expanding globally. And Mm -hmm. Mason's militia is the whole Mason militia going to agree with this list? I highly doubt it, and therein lies the problem.
2: Right, I agree. But they have already signed on to be part of Mason's militia, so there's a good chance they'll try to adhere to at least some of the principles.
1: Yeah, but, you know, the Mason militia, it has one, you know, one criteria. Kill off the aliens, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas this list, again, you disagree with the pickles. As stupid as it may be, you know, I wouldn't
2: kill someone over it. I just would be like, come on, guys. Can we all agree that a good bread and butter pickle is appropriate from time to time? Can we agree, Phil?
1: Fine. (laughs) But the point of that, Okay, so we can overlook that. But then Uh, it's like, okay, well, what how what are the other things that we have to overlook? I mean, what if you had to tell Pope and Sarah, like, okay, you know, in order to rebuild, you only have one kid right now. They're like, no, we want two. Well, we don't have enough supplies for two. But you can
2: still have one, so that's pretty great.
1: Yeah, but they wanted multiple.
2: We're both only children. We turned out all right.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is true. But what I'm saying is, how do you define that when people don't, you know, once you get yeah. into the more meaningful stuff, it, it right like, therein lies but, the problem with the world is that, you, you know, uh, but people think, have issues and disagreements, and, this, and you can't just have one kid write one list and then that's it. Yeah, it's not I the mean, Ten Commandments here.
2: I mean, even the Ten Commandments get broken all the time, you know, maybe they can just have some sort of life confessional like the Catholics do within this new world. I was going to say something, though. I had a really good idea. Oh, okay. So this, like, shows like this always make me think about what are our real issues that we are looking over by killing each other? What are the overarching issues that could help humanity that we are not addressing because we're too busy shooting each other up? You know? And obviously when aliens come into play, we all band together as a human race. Well, we, like, by we, I mean the people of the show. But um, it's very interesting to think about, isn't it?
1: Yeah and i i I thought that was a very powerful scene. I'm surprised that Anne didn't step in because she's overhearing this, mm-hmm. and especially the the death in the family part I mean
2: that made her sad sometimes. I feel like she doesn't do enough
1: well part do you think part of it was like it's one of those th- why why step on them um let them have their moment uh and ultimately, you know part of growing up is you need to let them have these experiences and you know so far, Matt has been. He's grown up in a good way. You know, he's got mm. a good head on his shoulders. So, why crush why, his
2: spirit? Why crush his spirit or put your
1: foot out to try to, you know, change nah, him?
2: I know. I'm, I don't mean in this particular instance. I think it was good for her just to kind of eavesdrop and feel it out. But I just sometimes feel like she's a little too passive. I'd like her to use her voice a little bit more. She's too much of a peacemaker for me. Okay.
1: Well, she could have done more with Anthony. We don't know that much, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that. All right. Speaking of babies, let's talk about <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about Sarah um, and Pope. OK. Um, you know, they, they we we get the bomb for Sarah that that Pope had kids. Operative word Pope. Uh, mm-hmm. Pope had kids. Mm-hmm. Had is the operative word. So
2: they passed or been lost in some way. Yes. That was a big, powerful moment. It was shocking. Obviously, it was a revelation for their relationship to reveal this information. Um, you felt for Pope.
1: Do you think, I mean, just kind of, you know, do you think he should have told her earlier? When would he have found the time while they were shooting skitters anyway? Like, I hey, just like FYI, I feel like you should know this about me.
2: Things like that are sometimes so awkward to bring up, you know? There's certain information where you just hope it comes out organically. And it's probably very deeply painful information for him, so... He is kind of a pent up person in a lot of ways to reveal that must not have been easy, so it's kind of nice from him that it came out in an organic way yeah so that's my opinion of that What did you think
1: um i i i thought um I thought that i mean if it, it was as good a time as any to have brought it up mm-hmm. um you know it it kind of happened naturally in that way, and so um you know obviously it was uh it happened organically for them for the show. Obviously, they forced it into yeah. it because you know now they had to they had to cram all this information. Yeah, in to I make didn't it even think about impactful. that until you
2: just said it.
1: Well, it's like if we're, if we're going to reveal anything about these people, yeah. let's reveal it all and kind of and you know make it the most impactful so that when she does pass away, it's like oh.
2: you really feel for them.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. um,
2: and she reveals that she tried to adopt a child as well, so it had been a desire for her to have a baby.
1: Yeah you know uh, so as it as it developed you know uh, I don't know it it seemed kind of more doomed from the get go because you know originally it wasn't supposed to be just Pope and Sarah it was supposed to be you know they were supposed to have a you know Maggie was supposed to be there Um, Hal was supposed to be there Mm -hmm. you know we we were supposed to have other people and as Pope says you know I don't need the mason babysitters this time around just let's go Um, and She gets caught in the fog. (laughs) And uh, it didn't go, it went south from there.
2: Yeah, we didn't have any fire. Well, also, before this, we should talk about the fact that they had had the conversation. So, again, pulling on our heartstrings, jamming it into the episode, but making it happen organically for them in the episode. They had the the conversation about if they get out of this, they're going to want to have kids. So that was another deeply emotional moment that led up to that getting trapped in the fog stuff yeah the fog glue
1: and i feel like um you know one of, uh i always have a thing like you know people only say goodbye when they know they're never going to see each other again so in this instance that they told each other that they love each other
2: without saying the simple four-letter word come on folks you tell them what you said it was so funny
1: <laughs> i just think he's like, it didn't apply to them but i think in general mm-hmm. if for those of you watching and or listening um Just say what it is that you want. Because, you know, sometimes you're not on the same page. Because imagine if he was like, you know, when this is all over, I think you make a great real estate agent. Yeah. And it just would have been awkward. And and she thought that that
2: they were saying, I love you. Yeah. It would have been real bad.
1: You got to just say it. Yeah. You got to just say it. That's that's the lesson. Right. But clearly they... They They do
2: love each other, obviously.
1: That's what they were saying. But
2: I wish they would have just said it. I still felt unsatisfied. It's like when you think you're going to sneeze, but you don't sneeze.
1: You need to sneeze. You need to
2: get that sneeze out. Look at the light. Let it out. It's true.
1: Fair enough. Um, well, I think this is a little bit more uh, meaningful than a sneeze.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, maybe it's a bigger moment, but it does still feel very bad when you hold a sneeze in. Yes.
1: Um, and it would have been nice for them to, to really say it and punctuate it. And um, maybe by them, maybe ultimately by them not actually saying it, it affected us as an audience more.
2: That's true, because we felt all the tension and, you know, oh, but they'll get to say it again when he returns to her. But then...
1: They never actually said they love each other. They didn't. They just knew that they did, but yeah. they never said anything. The deep
2: knowing. And I actually have heard some people say, well, I don't need to say it because I know it. So maybe that is true for some people. Maybe that is more meaningful for them. You should say it. I agree.
1: You should say it. I agree. Just but saying. to
2: each his slash her own.
1: Nope, just saying. Okay.
2: This is a non-negotiable for this young man.
1: <laughs> um, no, because you know now, if you look back on it, he never actually said "I love you" to Sarah.
2: Yeah, that's going to be a regret for him.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it's going to be clouded by anger that he feels towards Tom,
2: mm-hmm.
1: because when when push came to shove, it was okay. Do we go after? Do we go after the skitters and the Ishvani and everything that we, you know, the whole war, or do we go save Sarah, who's mm. you know? I mean, if you look at the history of Sarah, she's. <clears throat> we were just talking about this a few... I forget exactly the number of episodes ago. I think it was two episodes ago mm-hmm. where she did say, like, how many times do I have to prove myself to you people that I'm part of the Second Mass? Right. And, you know, to kind of negate her and just put her off to the side. Um, Yeah, that sucks. That really sucks.
2: It does. It does, indeed. And um, it, it's, again, that group think or the importance of the group is more important than the individual.
1: Totalitarian. Yeah. uh, Mentality. No, what is it? Ultra.
2: I get what you're saying. You know, the the importance of the group is more important than the one. It's kind of like an Eastern way of thinking versus a Western way of thinking. But the problem
1: is you have to look at, you know, uh, there's certain things that you have to look at. How does it affect the group? Right.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) This is the line that got me. This time my family comes first. Pope Mm -hmm. said that to to Tom. That really hit me because it it, it really clarified the situation. Tom has put his family in the forefront of the group so many times over the course of their journey. And he's just asking for this one thing. This is the way Pope's singing. I'm asking for this one thing and you can't do this for me.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, think of just think of how many just even you know we'll talk about katie Mm -hmm. um and her situation uh i'm sure anthony feels this way it's for the most part uh, maggie feels this way just Mm -hmm. think about all the people in this episode now take the history of you know falling skies the only people that have continued that have had and continued to have family are the masons Mm -hmm. so when this all is said and done they're walking away having and then and then you have everyone else looking at them like well, what about, what the hell? What about us? Yeah.
2: Matt, we we're got alone
1: uh, Fighting
2: all these aliens. Yeah. You need something to fight for. And when you take away Pope's something to fight for, it's going to get ugly.
1: Yeah, because now, I mean, he's never been one to, to sort of go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very much disagreed with Mason most of the time and he stuck around and and uh, that- that w- it has been problematic in the past and now it's like, you gotta just, sometimes you gotta know the importance of just these specific things. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah, and- and what I found, you know, Tom, Tom asks, uh, Colonel Weaver of, you know, what would you have done? Mm-hmm. Would you have gone? He said, "No, but I'll let you." Read I the wrote li- down
2: this quote. Tom listens to Colonel. Do you think we should have gone after her? Colonel says, "No. I just remember a time when you would have." Yeah,
1: and that, I think that really, really stuck with um, with Tom because, especially, you know, it's find your warrior. We got to get angry and all this stuff. Well, Pope is angry, just not at the l- right people.
2: <laughs> He's looking through the fire at Tom and Anne and just ready to murder. Which I thought,
1: I don't know if Tom sees that Pope is right there. But again, if you know the situation, it's I, I. maybe you're blinded by your own love and you just want to embrace your love, Anne. But don't do that, especially in front of these people. Like, Go in the confines of wherever. There's plenty of places to go. And do that, especially when you do it in front of Pope, like, it's just... It's so
2: aggressive. It's a slap in the face. It's so aggressive. And he's sitting over there. At this point, as far as we know, he hasn't even acknowledged the fact that Sarah's gone or apologized or said anything to him about it. So the fact that he's basically snuggling with his wifey across the fire from the man that just lost the love of his life, it's not good news. That's bad for the group, my friend. And just in general, not even just
1: for Pope, yeah. You don't, like... You don't want to showcase like, hey, you, you know, when things, it'd be like, if the group was going hungry, and you were eating your bowl of checkers and just been like, yeah, it really sucks. <laughs> no, I totally understand how you feel, you know. <laughs> hey, trust me, we're gonna get through this together. Yeah, and at the buffet. Eat yeah, and you, you just. It sends a bad message.
2: It's disrespectful, really, is what it comes down to. I think he's not seeing it. I, I did think that there was a good thing that happened at the end, though, when the colonel said, we need to rest before we go anywhere else, and Tom agreed, because at least it showed he wasn't completely committed to the go, 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 as he has been in the past two episodes. Yeah. Oops. Sorry, sorry. microphone. <laughs> um,
1: I think uh, we'll, see, we'll, see, we'll, we'll definitely predict where Pope's going to go with this. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let's talk about Tom specifically. Um, we kind of get an answer as to who um, who who these visions are from, mm-hmm. and it's the Dornia. That's right. Who have said to have been extinct for um, quite a bit. Yes. They were enslaved by... Um, Dashveni. Dashveni to become Skitters. And, uh, so, they
2: uh, morphed them into Skitters, right?
1: Yes, and so it makes sense as to, you know, now they're trying to break free... Um Beyond that, we don't get much, but uh, but maybe they're like the do sex Machina that comes in at the end, along with the volume and just save everything.
2: Yeah. I I mean, I wanted to save this for, for predictions, but I think it's better to say it now. I think that um, at the end of the little mind thing that um, Ben and Maggie had together, and they said, "I saw something else." I think that they saw one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And how does that help us?
2: That helps us because they're being seen by more than one person. So if they can kind of piece together the memories, maybe they can figure out why these are coming about, if these beings still exist at all, figure out what they want and how, if they are good people, or good people, good beings, um, they can help the Masons militia get what they want. Okay.
1: Fair enough. Um, Yeah, I think Tom's progressing in an interesting way this season. Um, You know, if... You know, obviously he's dealing with this, and then he's he's going to be dealing with whether he wants to or not. He's going to be dealing with um, Pope. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems for the most part, right? He, he he's he's very frustrated because things aren't going his way. They only have one truck. Thank God they actually even have a truck. That was that was a problem last time around, and. Even his own family's not really listening to it, right? He said, you know, he thought he sent out Hal to get Maggie so that way, um, you know, he would prevent her from going to, to get Caitlyn. But Hal just goes with Maggie mm-hmm. instead. Obviously, it leads us to a much better thing because they come back um, with our informant. However, yeah, it's just people aren't listening to him. No. I think I think it's th- this trend is only going to continue.
2: I think so as well. He's got to show a little bit more emotion.
1: And he's not, uh, he's not in tune with everyone. Mm-mm. He's,
2: he's not... in tune with him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh But he is a natural on camera and the Mason Militia.
2: He's a natural on camera.
1: <laughs> well, that's, that's what Ian said. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Good
2: face.
1: So let's kind of talk about the mission, right? So uh, 52% of Ashveni tech is down. Um, mm-hmm. uh, thanks to the Mason militia. Um, by the end of that episode, the North is clear. And, and, uh, they're going to Fayetteville, which is North Carolina, by the way. Uh, big kind of, uh, military town. And then they're going to go to D.C. So, uh, ge- ge- geographically, you're going to go all, you're going to mo- go more south than to go north. mm mm-hmm. So we're going to kind of do a loop.
2: Yep. Circle.
1: Um, What's there? We don't really know quite yet.
2: Well, we saw the two gray areas on the map, right? Mm-hmm. So they—what did they say about those? I can't even recall. They're uh, just bad areas where there's lots of skitter activity, or
1: yeah. I mean, the whole point was that, um, you know, uh, the notion became that even though things are going well, basically the uh, the the skitters are stalling. All the humans from actually, you know, being able to communicate in a more meaningful way, being able to get to each other. Um, you know, and the reason why they're stalling for that is so that way they can uh, regain another power grid and get back up and running. Um, and as Anne says, the only, the only weapons they have is biological. Mm -hmm. And so what what are they doing? They're just reproducing the crap out of all these people. Mm -hmm. Skitters, but not actual humans. Skitters. Um, before we go any further, um, I do want to talk about one of our uh, sponsors of this show. I want to thank them. You know, it's it's what helps keep uh, these shows free for you guys. Um, you know, so, so the more love and support you guys show to our sponsors, we can continue to be free. And that sponsor is Mazda. And Jonathan, there's a read I'm supposed to read because of the message. I don't want to screw this up.
2: We gotta do but the read, have my friends.
1: Right. I'll do it from memory, people. It's right. Mazda. Mazda's great. And they do have a question for you. This question is very specific, so I don't want to mess it up. But does driving matter to you, Lauren? Yeah, you people at it, home?
2: It, it does. I mean we're in LA. Gotta drive. Right. It, I'm sure it matters,
1: and we know it matters to Tom Mason. Yeah, and, and the rest of the falling. They've skies got purple. that
2: car. They could use a Mazda, frankly.
1: They could maybe you a know couple. What? There's a lot of road to cover between between the where the, the second mass is now in Fayetteville, and then to DC. There's a lot of road now That's for you. Um, there's over four thousand miles in the U.S. alone. So uh, you know, if driving matters to you, do take the long way, the short way, the wrong way when. Do you take that left turn or do you take that right onto Albuquerque?
2: Onto Albuquerque. Do you I don't wake
1: know. up early on a Sunday morning to take a drive before all the Sunday traffic? You know what? If driving matters to you, just go out there and drive. Mazda. All right. Because driving matters.
2: That was very impressive. <laughs> I think that was almost dead on.
1: No. No, not quite. <laughs> But but you get the message. Driving and you matters. Know,
2: it does, and I and we wish that they had you know anywhere from one to five Mazdas at their disposal right yeah. now.
1: Mazda really needs to sponsor this, uh, the, the Mason Militia.
2: They do. They could use a sponsor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Tom, you know what? You you I'm glad you're great on camera because you're now going to need to actually pitch it
2: to yeah. uh, to Mazda. Know, to, yeah, you know you could
1: call up some sponsors you know you need a food sponsor you need a car sponsor yeah. we, you know we'll figure this out together use
2: that winning smile that we hardly ever see
1: <laughs> um okay. so so let's talk about this mission right um mm-hmm. which is what ultimately you know the choice between Sarah and going to kill these skitters mm-hmm. take the truck we get there um and all in all we we th- these tubs
2: Tubs of oh, you mean where the skitters are coming out of? Yeah, this is yeah. like a
1: simplified version of the Matrix.
2: It's like the skitter womb. Yeah,
1: <laughs> just they just keep coming out every yeah. two seconds, just boop 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 boop.
2: And they're like, Meh. yeah. Did you like my skitter impression?
1: <laughs> I'll let the peop- the good people at home, right.
2: <laughs> good. I'm scared. <laughs>
1: uh, but we have a plan. Yeah, you know, we got the group in the front, and we got the people in the back. So it's Hal, Tom, and Anthony from the back.
2: Factor folks. Mm. Mm-hmm. They and got bombs. They
1: got bombs and uh and they ultimately They let out the bombs, you know, and, and uh the whole point of the front group was to kill off the, the skitters that that were coming out. They did that, but but as Ant notes, there's something wrong. They should have been out a long time ago. And I didn't really find anything wrong with it at the, at the beginning, you know, but obviously that's why they're smarter than me. <laughs> and uh but apparently not smart enough because uh you know, Anthony is suffering from PTSD. Yeah. post yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah.
2: I called that, man. I mean, obviously, anyone who's watching it could have called that, but I'm glad that they actually addressed it this week and put a label on it.
1: Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, because while the mission was successful, we had the overlord. And we'll talk about, we'll talk about, um, you know, um, uh,
2: the Overlord and Ben we'll be, and Maggie. Yeah, we'll talk yeah.
1: about them specifically. But in terms of, you know, this was our informant. And, uh, you know, this is the second time that Anthony has kind of took post.
2: Oh, okay. We're tri- I didn't know we were jumping that. Okay. So. Well, so yeah, we're, we'll talk we're specifically jumping... Anthony. Okay, cool. So, yeah, when he was back at the camp.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, so. uh and I promise we will talk about uh, Caitlin and you know Maggie and Hal and that a little bit. But you know this, you know Anthony was involved with that, and mm-hmm. uh, you know the, the Brian. We'll just call him Brian. He escaped, and then this time around, he, Anthony kills the Overlord. Yes. It just
2: shoot his hand, if anything. Yeah. Well, he could have shoot him shot him in the hand, shot him in the leg, like there were so many non-fatal options. You know. I mean, i get yeah. the hand because he was holding that thing, whatever it was, the weapon. The weapon. The red weapon. It looked like a heart that he had in his hand, <laughs> a glowing heart.
1: fair enough. I could mean, have been. whatever it was, I mean, it was the perfect plan cuz no matter who's to guard, this thing wants out. Mhm. Well, how does it, he Okay, uh You know, having killing yourself or being killed is not the best option. I'm sure, especially for oneself, but for the group at large. If uh, I mean clearly, whatever Ben and Maggie were doing, it was very powerful, Mm -hmm. and uh, he didn't feel like he could overcome it. So death was the only answer. And how do you do that? You provoke someone. Mm. Provoke someone who's not named Tom Mason,
2: right? And he'll never give up.
1: And that's exactly what happened.
2: Yep, he took a, a weak uh, victim and bam, 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 he was dead.
1: Yeah. So. Probably like four bullets. It's unfortunate.
2: His brain matter looked blue.
1: Yeah, they're aliens.
2: I know. I just, you know, he's actually <laughs> kind of pretty.
1: Uh, you can do, uh, <laughs> you and Anne can do some alien biology.
2: Perfect. I actually did well in bio. Very good. Yeah. Thank <laughs> God.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sure you guys didn't study aliens.
2: No. No. We didn't do that.
1: Not quite <laughs> yet. But, you know, so Anthony's gun is taken away. Uh, he's basically, essentially, he's stripped right right there by Colonel Weaver. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's, it, it, he's he's going to be upset. We'll talk about the pre because specifically in the, the preview, we get Pope and we get Anthony. So, mm-hmm. obviously, something's wrong with them and we we could all guess that. So. Yeah. Um, Let's talk. Let, let's talk about Maggie as, as as she first pertains to Caitlin. Okay, because Caitlin, you know, we were last episode we were wondering, okay, what's going to happen? Um, is Maggie and Ben going to tell Caitlin together? That Ben, I don't know if Ben did it or I don't, didn't do it.
2: I don't think he did, or maybe he just kind of talked around the issue because she still seemed kind of unsure. I mean, she, she knew that they couldn't maybe help as much as. They had alluded to, but...
1: Well, she certainly goes at Maggie and says, like, you lied to me, didn't you? Like, yeah. there's nothing you can do, and blah, blah, Um Yeah, so I'm kind of upset with Ben that he didn't... Yeah. ...keep to his word. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's poor Caitlin, you know, kind of now having to figure out the pieces of, like, okay, you you lied to me. Mm-hmm. And now she has to go... Now she has to go on the offense and, and speak with Maggie about it. With, like, yeah, you... You know... It was you, mm-hmm. and I hate you. Right. I just not hate her, which is good. Um, but that's why, because of that feeling, because, you know, especially because Maggie from the start knew that this was 99.9% what was going to happen, that they couldn't help her. Um, even though it did hurt, um, she she chose to communicate and be that uh, conduit for mm-hmm. Caitlin and Brian.
2: I was actually surprised she didn't stand up for herself more because I felt she wasn't just saving Caitlin in order to get the food. She was also saving Caitlin so that, you know, Caitlin wouldn't be alone anymore with her brother slash creature. Um, so I thought that that was interesting that she didn't say anything. Maybe she just felt so guilty about it that she wanted to take the hit.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> cool. You agree.
1: I agree. Uh, So she
2: does speak for Brian, though. Yes. So, um, and he says, Caitlin, I love you. Or Katie, I love you, but I don't want to hurt you, and I'm afraid I can't not hurt you.
1: Yeah. And he ultimately ends up, again, because it's an internal struggle of, okay, is he human? Is he alien? Yes, he's there somewhere, but he he has to fight. And Mm -hmm. uh, only he knows how hard the fight is. Mm -hmm. And uh, ultimately... You know, the alien side of him wins out. He drags...
2: He breaks yeah. out of the cage, hits Anthony into the corner, <laughs> and drags Caitlin into the woods somewhere.
1: Yeah. Which, um... You know, obviously it led to a great thing because we got to the Overlord, but... Um...
2: A couple tragedies in the meanwhile.
1: Yeah, you know, speak of... Speak of, uh... Speak of death, you know, this was... I think this happened before the Matt and his, his girlfriend speech, but, um... Mm-hmm. But it was another death in the episode. hmm And, you know, this poor... It, it, what was most impactful was how Maggie kept saying, like, you know, I understand... Because, you know, one of the things that I think it'll, it'll later on go to is, you know, Hal's trying to get back with Maggie. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, uh, you know, in first episode, Hal said, you know, I love my brother, but I love you as well. And I'm willing to hurt my brother in order to love you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, she, she understands that sentiment, but she she can't really get it further. Right now, having been connected to Caitlin and Brian, as she says, you know she understands sibling love, and she's never had that her entire life. And you know, first off, I, I think it's gonna, you know, one of the one of the reasons why I, I think she was more willing to do this sort of experiment with the Overlord is because she feels so. um She feels so directly affected, or directly, she she caused it, right? Mm -hmm.
2: And And she doesn't want their lives to be taken in vain.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, And now I think that this is a very powerful connection that, you know, she will keep and try to remember. And and again, maybe she'll, she'll apply it to her and Hal in the sense of that if he's willing to go that far.
2: Maybe she should try.
1: That he must really love her, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that connection is certainly broken as soon as you know. I mean, ultimately, you could say Brian went out because he took control and killed the alien. Now, in doing so, obviously, he sacrifices himself. But you can, you can, some could still consider that a victory.
2: So you mean he killed the alien, meaning himself, the alien that had taken over his body? Yeah. Okay. Well, wow. he killed both. That's like.
1: It'd be, like, the equivalent very... of, like, if you're in an actual fight with someone. Fight it, club. <laughs> well, not not yourself. But, like, let's say, you know, whatever, I'm fighting a skitter. In mm-hmm. order to kill him, let's say there's a lava pit. I hold on to the skitter, and we both dive
2: into it's like the lava. like Harry Potter. Did you read that and watch it? <laughs> Crickets. Oh, Crickets. no. Well, everyone who's watched it knows what I'm talking about, the ending with Voldemort. Spoiler okay. alert.
1: Okay, <laughs> um, very good. So there you have it. Yeah. Um. And and we're left on that note. Uh, overall, I like this episode.
2: This is I don't my particularly
1: love talking about this episode because it's a
2: downer. Yeah, sad. So shedding internal tears right now.
1: Yeah, it's it's <laughs> uh it, you know, I I again it was a very good episode. It's just. Yeah, there's so much that happened
2: too. It's kind of a bear to get through it all. You know, it
1: is. It's it's a lot of kind of recap and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's a very much setting up things for the future type episode, while a lot of action had like Mm -hmm. you know, it it had a great combination of both. It moved very very quickly while setting up things for the future. Mm -hmm. Um, But before we get into the full future of things, you got some news and gossip that you do want to share. So let's get into that. Indeed.
2: So much news, so much gossip. So as you guys probably know, Comic-Con is going on or did it end? It just, it, it just like ended. Five minutes ago, yeah, just five ended. minutes ago, just ended. So they have had some Falling Skies interviews and little, you know, councils, I'm going to call them, going on. And so Connor Jessup, who plays Ben, was talking about how sad he is for the ending of the show. And he says, I'm shocked that my character is still among the living. But he added the caveat. I can't say that I made it to the end because that would be a spoiler. He can't say anyone made it to the end made it to the end but one thing he did want to say is that he took some souvenirs from the set so he took tom mason's clothes um he said all of them which i can't believe that he really took all of them but maybe he doesn't have that many because you know post-apocalyptic and everything um but he said he wanted to take a skitter but he didn't get to Hmm. would have been really creepy to display that in your bedroom wake up at night like ah it's a skitter
1: yeah, that, that that would be certainly very, very creepy. I mean, hopefully you wouldn't put it in your bedroom. Hopefully, like...
2: I, I don't know why that was the first thought I had. Like, you know when you get those big teddy bears, if you go to the fair and you win? I'd I picture the skitter like that, and you'd put it in the corner of your bedroom. Okay. I wouldn't, but... Yeah. I wouldn't either, but I thought he would for some reason.
1: Fair enough. Um, yeah, very good. And by the way... uh Speaking of comments and things like that, uh, you've had contact uh, with our friend on Instagram, not Instagram. What am I saying? Um, YouTube.
2: YouTube. Yes. Uh,
1: Julia Sherstone, who plays Caitlin.
2: Yes. Thank you so much, Julia. You you wrote us, and um, we so enjoyed your performance. I'm so sorry that your character passed this episode. It was a bummer. Um, but well, she's 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 not she's not dead yet, is she? Yeah, Caitlin. Caitlin's is the sister of Brian. Yeah, but she
1: got shot. We didn't see her die, die. We didn't? No, we didn't see her die.
2: I think she's dead.
1: No, I think she's alive, and now she's going to feel the effects of not having Brian, her brother.
2: Okay, well, we disagree there. I think she's dead. (laughs) Until
1: I see bodies dead. Here's the thing. She was shot, but she's not dead. They said,
2: yes, 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 they said we're going to have to bury them together. that Yeah, they definitely said that. You missed it. I wrote it down. So anyway. I wanted your character
1: alive yeah, so she could unfortunately suffer, I guess.
2: Oh, yeah. That would have been an interesting plot point, but it's not happening. But anyway, so we did write to you, uh, or I wrote to you saying, if you want to come on the show, we'd love to have you. So feel free to email me back. Um, And thank you guys, all of you, for your comments. And um, we will make sure to engage with you on on Twitter and, and Instagram and YouTube. Course, we appreciate your and viewership and all that. And where
1: iTunes, I, I yeah. Know. Oh,
2: and iTunes, there's too many places. But there's so many places, you guys. I feel like my brain's gonna explode sometimes, just so just much to do, it just all like through. the Overlord. All right, uh, speaking
1: of things to discuss, let's talk predictions. And I imagine that's gonna be the most uh thing you'll want to talk and now, about.
0: Now, you're after Buzz TV
1: predictions. <laughs> okay, we get Pope holding a gun to Mason, yeah um and i feel like it's one of those things where where tom put you know he's like go ahead and he takes the gun and puts it in against his temple and he's like you know it's it's one of those it, it's like a tactic that if you get in their face like go ahead shoot me do you really and and then they don't mm-hmm. um but but pope is gonna be
2: mad yeah i think he's gonna be mad i think him and anthony are gonna team up do you think
1: factions and coalitions will start
2: yes I do. I think that will be one of them. Certainly. Um, I could see something. I I don't know. Maybe maybe not in the near near future. But before the season ends, I could see um, Tom and the colonel starting different camps because the colonel does seem to be more of a only use violence if you need it kind of guy. And Tom is like, always use violence. You always need it kind of guy.
1: Well, I think he's changing his tune. That's yeah. So well, I don't think uh, as much as Colonel Weaver and Tom disagree. I, I think they might fight, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's going to be a long term no. hatred. You know, th- there's plenty of people to hate Tom before we even have to get to Colonel Weaver. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, An- Anthony. Same thing. You know, uh, I'm 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 excited to see where this is going. I'm excited to know when we're finally going to get to Fayetteville, if we ever. uh so fight (laughs) veil that's right all right guys that about does it for us um thank you guys for joining us um we'll see we'll see you next time around let us know your fan theories by the way if uh you know if you got a chance to attend some of the comic con panels let us know how that experience was uh you know uh we weren't there yes Uh, we would love to to, you know share it with everybody else what was that first hand experience being there, seeing you know uh, the masons seeing Pope, and, and uh, you know whoever else skitters that's right the Ashvedi who was all there let us know coaches uh yeah coaches <laughs> uh, and the volm and so on and so forth and maybe you got some insight into the stuff you know if, if you if you know more than us, please just try to put spoiler in front of it so that way if, if, if it could possibly spoil the rest of the season you know give people the option to not read it if mm-hmm. if they so choose so but in the meantime, uh, where can people follow you directly?
2: They can follow me at Lola Logro on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook.com slash Lauren Legrasso.
1: And follow us here at After Buzz TV, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. And uh, thank you guys for joining us every week. And if you're a newcomer, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Uh, we really do appreciate it. And uh, thank you, Mazda, once again for sponsoring this show. We'll see you next time on another edition of AfterBuzz TV's Falling Skies.
2: Thank you.
0: From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network.